another attack on a Western target today, this one in Turkey. I'm speaking of a suicide bomber who blew himself up in front of the U.S. Embassy in the Turkish capital, Ankara. Here's what one Turkish journalist told the BBC about what he saw. I was driving towards the embassy when there was this huge explosion, and I saw ambulances racing towards the embassy only about uh, five minutes after the blast, so there was a very quick response. Along with the bomber, a security guard was also killed in the blast. No one has claimed responsibility for the attack, but Turkey's prime minister is blaming an outlawed Turkish Marxist group. Howard Eisenstadt is a history professor at St. Lawrence University in Canton, New York, who has studied Turkey for 20 years. So what can you tell us about this Turkish Marxist group? It sounds very 1970s. Indeed it is. Its its roots go back to 1978, and they've been active on and off, along with a fair amount of factional fighting since then. They're very much in the tradition of the Red Army faction from the 70s and see themselves as sort of a heroic revolutionary front that's going to fight imperialism and radicalize the country in doing so. They don't have significant public support, but they do have the capacity to maintain fervent loyalty among a handful of followers and have carried out a number of spectacular attacks over the years, including a large number against American interests. The interior minister in Turkey didn't say why the government believes it it to be this particular domestic group behind the bombing. But if you had to fill in the blanks for us, why do you think they're getting the blame? Well, I don't think that the Turkish authorities are are saying something that they don't have good evidence for. And the news reports that I've seen indicate that they've found the body, that they've identified the body as somebody who's been affiliated with them for a large number of years, who's been in prison for previous activities. So I suspect that it's the case. This is a group for whom, you know, 1978 has stood still. They haven't undergone tremendous ideological changes. They've, they've certainly had factional fighting, but that's, that's largely inside baseball. They see the United States as an imperial power. They see Turkey as a colonial power that must engage in a uh, heroic national struggle against them. And they view the Turkish government as mere proxy for U.S. interests. How relevant yeah. are they to any Turks and, and their political beliefs? Not, really not at all. You'll see some graffiti in Turkish European neighborhoods. But I think if we were talking about percentages of the Turkish public that have sympathy for them, we're talking about less than a percent. Mm. I got to say, I mean, there are several countries in Turkey's neighborhood where tension and pressure could possibly affect things in Ankara. I'm thinking Syria specifically. Uh, Do you believe you can exclude those connections to this bombing? I'm not an intelligence officer, so I I don't have direct knowledge. I would be shocked if either Syria or Iran was directly involved, uh, or Hezbollah or Iran were directly involved in an attack in Turkey. When I was sort of making my own shortlist of possibilities in my mind this morning, they were all domestic. Howard Eisenstadt, history prof at St. Lawrence University. Thank you indeed.